name is Willis McHack, and I'm here with my brother, Justin McHack. Hey, hey, everybody. This is Room 51, where we talk all things board gaming, and we are doing our top 51 games of all time. We yes. are down to, or I guess up to. Uh, eh, whichever way you want to say it. Whatever way you want to say know. it. Our top 10 games of all time. Yes. Here we go. Justin, what is your number 10? So, my number 10, uh, we desperately need expansions for. Okay. And it is one of my favorite deck building games, but I don't love it because of its deck building mechanism. I love it because of its theme and how well it does that theme. I'm talking about Baseball Highlights 2045. I love baseball. I love games based around baseball. And as a board game, it just did a fantastic job of bringing baseball to the tabletop arena. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good one. I like that one. Did it make my list? But yeah, if we had expansions surprised. in mind. Yeah, I, I we desperately need expansions yeah. or we'll go lower on the list for sure. I really do love this game though. Alright, my number ten fell slightly. It, it used to be my top five games of all time for the past like two or three years. But uh it is my number ten Battlestar Galactica, right. the board game by Corey Kanitska. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh uh their name. And um <laughs> Yeah, this one, we had gotten this game way before we got into the hobby. Yeah. Uh, and so this was our introduction into trader games. Right. Uh, which was crazy to us. And I guess like semi-co-op? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't call it a semi-co-op game, though. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But, but like, yeah. you know, so it's got like cooperative flavor, but with the trader. Right. right? Which a lot of trader games have. But uh, this Battlestar Galactica at the time was my favorite show of all time, and it was my favorite show of all time for a very long yeah. time, up until a very recent show came out called Cheer Up, Princesses of Power. It's on Netflix. Check it out. Um, <laughs> but yes, this game is fantastic. It is Battlestar Galactica in a box, I would say. The theme really comes through. I know people are... It, it's way out of print. Uh, which is so <laughs> devastating. I never got any of the expansions. I want this game to come back so desperately. I know people are talking about like, oh, maybe it could come back with like a different theme. No, it's got to be BSG. I don't care. And just like spruce up the rules. It is coming back. You didn't hear? The board game? They, they're coming back with Battlestar Galactica, but it's not the board game that we know and love. Love. They're coming back, and I think it's like pretty much a reskin of Cthulhu Death May Die. No. I'm not 100%. I'm not 100% if it's that, that it's some Cthulhu game, and I think it's Cthulhu Death May Die. I don't know if it's a perfect reason, but yeah, they're doing that with the IP apparently right now. No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is what I want. I want this game reprinted, just spruce up the rule books, streamline it, and add in the best of all the three expansions or four expansions <laughs> and put it in that box. That's oh. what I want. I don't want Cthulhu Death May Die. No. Okay? Uninterested. I want this game! Alright. My number 10, Battlestar Galactica, the board game. So, my number 9 is one you mentioned earlier. It is a fantastic one versus all game, and I do really enjoy 1v all. I also love hidden movement, and I'm actually talking about Not Alone. Wow, okay. Yes. Not wow, Alone. Wow, number 10. Yeah, it's actually my number 9. That's number 9, <laughs> crazy. Uh, but, so, Not Alone, like you mentioned before in an earlier video, you know, somebody's playing as an alien trying to figure out where other people are going before, and they have to try to assimilate them before, you know, the rest of the ship comes. It creates a ton of intense moments, and it's just a ton of fun being the alien and trying to figure out, well, I guess you're not really the alien, the other people are the aliens. 
Uh, yeah, I guess so. That's <laughs> true. I think about it. No. You're, you're called the monster. <laughs> um, but so being the monster is a ton of fun trying to think like, okay, where do they think I won't hunt? Like, where do they think I don't think they would have placed yeah, it? Yeah, right. There's a lot of <laughs> like, double thinking in it. Yeah, it's there's really cool. so much of that. Uh, and absolutely love it. I feel like we, Rule 51 champions this game. Yeah, this is, exactly. It's a game that goes over so well with yeah. our group. It's just, it's a huge game for Rule 51, yeah, for is. sure. Truthfully, it's a game that I want to play two-player, and it's probably something we could play two-player on stream. I would love to I do that. I've played it that. at two-player, and I never, liked it. I never have. I liked it even at two. Yeah, so that's my number nine, Not Alone. My number nine is another deck-building, cooperative-style game with superheroes. It is Marvel Legendary. Oh, wow. It's got everything I love in it. Um, we have the, uh, what's it called? The Dark City expansion. Right. And uh, a couple of other expansions that I've really liked. I've liked all of them. And it just adds more and more stuff. I thought a fish I thought jumped so out too. of the aquarium. Like, uh, um, but yeah, so it... it it has the deck building, and you're trying to go up against a villain with a particular scheme. There's a lot of variability because you could play with... There's so many different heroes yeah. in the box, uh, even just the base game. And then the base game alone has, like, I don't know, 20 different heroes and, like, five or four different villains, but then, like, ten different schemes and everything. Variability up the wazoo, yeah. which I love. Um, and it's just a good time. I love it. It doesn't take all that long. Um... I've played it at all player counts. I've liked it at all player counts. I'd probably prefer it at around three is probably the, the best, uh, or two even. Um, but, yeah, that's my number nine, Marvel Legendary. Yeah, there's a lot of content in that game. It's a cool one. But, all right, so my number eight is one that you mentioned much earlier in a video. I think it was only in your 30s or possibly 40s. Uh, it's a really cool 4X game called Heroes of Air, Land, and Sea. Uh, that one is just a ton of fun for me. The I love how much each... I forget if they're called like factions or races or whatever. How much... There's so much that that faction or race has available to them that in a single playthrough, you're not going to get through everything that you could no. have done with that one. Uh, you It will take you multiple playthroughs. It, it takes about two hours if you, everybody there knows the game. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of analysis paralysis that can occur in this Yeah, because you can go so many different routes. It's you know? so much. You're always so close to each other, no matter yes. how far apart you are. You're right there. Uh, the whole, the components of it really add to the game mm -hmm. as well. I, I absolutely enjoy this game every single time it hits the table. Heroes of Air, Land, and Sea. Yeah, that was my number 45. Yeah. I really want to play it again or some more. I, I think it would go up my list. Right. My number eight is funny because it plays best at eight, and I probably mm. won't play it with any other player count. Uh, it is Captain Sonar. Yeah, so this is a fantastic game. The theme comes through where you are playing as uh, you're in submarines. It's Battlestar, uh, Battlestar, Bal Battleship, Battleship, yeah. Um, RTS, like, <laughs> RTS, and like to the umpteenth level. Yes. It's like. You want somebody who's played Battleship before and they're really looking to get into the hobby? Play Captain Sonar Absolutely. with them. Because this will blow their mind. Completely. Um, it blew mine and I was already in the hobby. Yeah. Um, it is awesome. You really feel like, I'm the captain or I'm the engineer or whatever. Yeah. You know, The communication for your team is what 
gets you to win. Yeah, it's um, massive. It is. And it, it, you could unlock super, super, well, special abilities where, like, you could throw missiles out, you could put down uh, mines and things like that. Yeah. Uh, you could go sonar, silent, whatever. Right. Uh, it is just really cool. So that's my number eight, Captain Sonar. Very cool. No, that's a fantastic game. So my number seven is uh, a f- one that I was saying I really hope it's on your list, and it was. I'm talking about Deception Murder in Hong Kong. Uh, it's really one of my favorite social deduction games. It, there's so much going on that everybody's trying to figure out, like, okay, this one person is completely silent. They know who the murderer is. They know the two clues that everybody needs to figure out. And now they're giving us clues as to, okay, so, oh, what weather was it? Oh, it was rainy. Okay, well, this person has an umbrella. This person has a raincoat. Well, now, wait a second, guys. There was a puddle of water right here. On yeah. this like, all that kind of stuff. It Trying to figure it out, get to where, like, okay, this is happening, this is that. Wait, it's you. No, it's you. All that kind of stuff. And then there's these different roles. So maybe there's a witness and they know who, they know that it's one of these two people or all that kind of stuff. I absolutely love this game. Yeah. I mean, every time it hits the table, it's just pretty much a guaranteed fun time. It really is, yeah. And it's one of those traitor games where it's like, you can know who the traitor is, but you could still lose. Yes. Because you have to figure out what cards. Yeah, you know? which there's like, you eight cards. If you can't figure that out, fun. you're done. Yeah, there's eight cards, and you have to figure out which two yeah. it was. Yeah. That one's a cool one. I, I really like it. that one. My number seven is a real-time strategy game. Another one of those. I really like those. Um, But this is a tile-laying game, and it's probably my favorite tile-laying game, if you'll consider it that. I think it is. But it's called uh, called Galaxy Trucker, Um, made by the same designer of, like, codenames and, like, other things. But anyway... um, Galaxy Trucker is a wacky, fun time. You're trying to build up your ship by just, like, flipping over things and, like, just um, creating shields and missiles and, like, putting aliens there and whatever to, like, beef up some stuff. Uh, And then you send your ship out to watch it go explode in your face. And if you're not into that, don't play this game Um, because it is mean. The game is mean to you. Other players could also be mean to you. Mostly because they're just trying to do what's best for them. Right. Um, but that's not it. But I love this game. I love, uh, you know, sci-fi, spa- space sort of thing. Um, and it's just a fun time. So that's my number seven, Galaxy Trucker. The Galaxy Trucker is an absolute blast. Yeah. Well, my number six, actually, I'm not realizing, I don't think Galaxy Trucker hit my list. Are you kidding me? And... I no longer am a fan of how I did my list. Okay, Because cool. I think the way I did my list is the reason it stiffed my mind. Uh, so I'm a bit upset about that. Because I think it would have definitely hit... No, I don't think... It 100% would have hit yeah, my top 51. Uh, I don't want to speculate where it would have been. But it's a great game. And I'm sure you will see it on my next one. Because we still haven't even played the expansion yet. No, we haven't. And you messed up dearly. Oh, for not, yes, I was going <laughs> to say, wait, wait, but, but yes, I, I absolutely did. But my number six is also a real-time strategy game that you just spoke about recently, and it is Captain Sonar. Oh, yeah, baby. Captain Sonar is just such a great team versus team game, mm-hmm. the intensity of it. And I think that is a turnoff for some people. If you get, like, too anxious with games that are, like, really happening too fast kind of thing, this might not be the game yeah. for you. Totally understand that. 
uh, if you are into games that in like really, oh man, what is happening? We gotta do this, this, and this. Oh geez, are we gonna win? Are we gonna lose? What's gonna happen? We this is the game for you. Like yeah. this, it's a phenomenal game. Really enjoyed having Sonar. Love it when you can get those eight players together. I think you can play it at six. It yeah, is playable you at can six, one hundred percent. I wouldn't go below that. No, but totally down to play the game at six or eight. Yeah, uh, but mostly eight. Yeah, I would definitely prefer eight with that, with Captain Sonar. My number six is a cooperative survival style game that does not hit the table nearly enough, and my group sucks for it. And it is Robinson Crusoe Second Edition. It is a phenomenal game. I actually just backed the Kickstarter or whatever it was, the Game Founder, whatever it's called now, okay. um, for the oh, like right. new version of this game, and it's gonna add. It's even gonna add like a tutorial, which I think this game desperately needs because yeah. the rules are overwrought. But yeah, you are going around, you're trying to survive on this island. There's different, there's like 10 different scenarios or 12 that come in the base box. And uh, they all have different objectives. Like the first one is to build a fire, you know, yeah, and exactly. it, you would be surprised how hard it is to build a fire. Incredibly difficult. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> and the events that come out, the weather is against you. You're trying to build up your tent and everything and get food and whatnot. Yeah. And it is just so much fun. I don't know why this one doesn't like it as much as I thought he would have liked it. I think it's a good game, but... It's great. Like, yeah. number six great. Yeah, that's definitely too high for me. I think it is a good game, and I think there are people out there that would absolutely love it. Me, personally, I can't see it ever cracking my top ten. Might eventually crack my top 51, We're gonna have though, to play if I played it more. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, my number five dropped on this list, and I honestly thought it would stay in the top three for some time, but some other games moved in. Uh, this number five is Twilight. No. Struggle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my number five is Twilight Struggle. I absolutely adore this game. It is Cold War in a box. Plays in about three hours. It is only a two-player game. And that's probably why it's my number five, by the way. Yeah. It's to get one other person, so it has to be specifically one other person to play this long yeah. game with you. It's kind of hard to get that to the table. There is a lot going on, so if they don't really know Twilight Struggle, you can, you know, you could spend a decent amount of time trying to teach them everything. And if you don't teach them everything, you're going to have to explain a lot during the game. Uh, and especially if they're not, like, gamer gamers, they're going to have a lot of questions while reading those cards. Yeah. Uh, but... I did make a teach the teach on this one. Yes, you did make the teach the teach. <laughs> and really, the game is not... I'm making it sound like it's super harder. It's not that bad. It's just these are reasons why it's harder to hit the table and why it dropped to my number five. But I really do love this game. Uh, I'm very sad. I'm saddened to see how much people don't really talk about it and i feel like people are talking more about games they play instead of it and i think mm -hmm. that's ludicrous uh yeah. this, this is a phenomenal game i keep using that word phenomenal but it is um, it's a really good game that i just don't think there's anything truly like it but yeah so that is my number five twilight struggle all right good picks my number five is a grandiose 4X style game. I thought we were going to have a direct crossover, oh, actually. It and it okay. is Twilight Imperium 4th Edition by Fantasy Flight Games. Oh my gosh, this is the game of dreams. This is how we have always yes. described Twilight Imperium. We, like, 
before we got into the hobby, this would have been the game that we thought, like, whoa. Uh-huh. Like, games like that exist. Yeah. I mean, there is technology in this game that you build. You are your own uh, alien race, uh, and you're, you're vying for control, and there's different objectives. And ultimately, you're just trying to get to 10 points first. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. But the game takes a very long time. Um, but for as long as it takes, and for as many games as we have, We've, pl- we've managed to play this game at least once a year. Yeah. Which we, is pretty good. And that's like... Because I think we've played it four or five times Something now. like that. At yeah. that. Yeah. and It's impressive. We just sure. got the expansion. I cannot wait to play with it. The expansion seems awesome. Right. Um, but yeah, this, I, I'm sure, is higher on this one's list. And uh, so you'll hear more about it. But that is my number five, TI4. As a good pick. I know. Well, I, my number four... Uh, this one surprised me how high I decided to put in, especially the fact that I decided to put it above Twilight Shuttle, but I do really freaking love this game. Uh, and I'm talking about Fury of Dracula. Wow. I absolutely love this game. The intensity of playing as Dracula is what really brought this up to number four. I mean, trying to figure out where you're trying to hide, escaping and weaving through these four hunters, and then you... As Dracula, I feel like you have to decide when you're going into combat. That's like the key. You gotta make sure you're the one that decides you're going into combat. You know it's happening. Uh, But it really is just a great game. Super intense. I love hidden movement. Hidden movement is one of my favorite mechanisms. Mm -hmm. Uh, That, like, when we first played Scotland Yard, blew my mind. When we played Not Alone for the first time, blew my mind. Uh, I love hidden movement. And, yeah, so Fury of Dracula is my number four. And it's kind of interesting. It's one that is a little harder because it is a longer time. You do yeah. need to set it. It's not TI4 length, but it, that's close. It, it's pretty close. It's not though, yeah. that far off. Um, I will say that there are moments, and this is why it's not as high on my list, where for the investigators, it kind of feels like you're doing nothing. I, yeah, this is not my number four because of the investigator role. Yeah, I, I would actually like that. to play. This kid has always taken the Dracula I role. I want to play the Dracula role sometimes yeah. too. But the investigators are fun to play too. I, I, I if do you're playing it well. Play, yeah, <laughs> of course. I do want to play as the investigators again, but I just love being the one in a 1v all. So yeah. you will have to fight me for it. <laughs> my number four is another cooperative style survival game. Um, but it adds in a whole lot of exploration and it really goes into like the mysteriousness of where you are. And I'm talking about Seventh Continent. Whoa, this is high. I love this game. This game, so this is one of those games that's super freeform. You can kind of do what you want, go where you want to go and everything. Um, and I, I still haven't beaten any of the curses. Um, I've tried like four different times, have died every time. I actually just went uh, with my fiance and our sister Eileen. Right. We, we just died. Nice. Uh, so, okay. done. Perfect. So, that is one of the things about the game. Like, when you die, like, you start over. You're done. You're done. <laughs> you're done, kid. And so, um, but yeah, you're going around trying to figure out how to, like, lift this curse, uh, but you have to survive. So, you need, like, food for that energy. You need to build camp. You right. need to, um, figure out what the heck is going on like you get you're getting clues and you're like where am I even going I'm lost you know and you could like draw out the map this game is amazing and it's one of those games where it's like you stop when you want to yeah 
And there was a time where I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to play this for like an hour and then I'll be done. All of a sudden, it was six hours later and I was right. playing this game. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to like eat. Yeah. Uh, don't do that. So <laughs> anyway, uh, my number four, Seventh Continent. Very cool. Yeah, that, that's one I doubt play it then. Do you think Seventh Citadel is going to overtake Seventh Continent? Prediction? I don't know. I, I really like that fantasy RPG thing and theme, uh, but we'll have to see. I, I backed that one, so I, I'm very excited for it. Right. Alright, so my number three is a uh, one that was just mentioned. Absolute love. It was a previous number one. And I wasn't sure if games would overtake it, and then two games did. Wow. I'm talking about Twilight Imperium 4th Edition. Wow. Like you said, it's kind of the game... It, it's like the pinnacle of what board gaming can be in like our heads before board gaming. Before yeah. getting into board gaming, that's what TI4 was like. The thought, like, yeah. oh my goodness, imagine a game like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it really, it's a great game. It doesn't, every time we've played it, it's just been an absolute thrill. Yeah, like, it's an epic. It, exactly. It always, the stories that emerge yeah. from that game, it's it's incredible. Uh, I, it's something that I don't know if there is, again, a game I can compare this to that really does it well. One thing I will say, a game that didn't hit the list because just played it recently, Dune Imperium. This was something I was talking about with you, how in Dune Imperium, this is the first time where I felt the intensity of the scoring in Dune Imperium match the intensity of the score in Twilight Imperium mm -hmm. 4. But at the same time, I'm not trying to say, like, oh, Dune Imperium killed TI4 for no, me. They're I'm not totally saying different that. Games. Totally they're different. so different. Uh, and that's the thing, TI4... For being this six-hour, eight-hour-long game, it doesn't have me sitting there like, when is this going to end? It has me biting my nails sort of yeah. the end. Like, it, it really is. It's a great game. It's going to be on the list for some time. Yeah. Uh, and we, yeah. Especially with the expansion, who knows what's going to happen yeah, when we'll it might even that, shoot you know? it back up. Yeah, exactly. But number three for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. So my number three is a game that I've only ever played solo and probably only ever will play solo. Um, oh. and it has pretty much everything I love, right? It's got the deck building, it's got adventuring, it's got story. I mean, it doesn't really have story, but, like, in your head, there's story. Uh, and I'm talking about Mage Knight, Ultimate Edition. So it right. came with all the expansions and all the, all the, the stuff, goodies. right? All, all the goodies, uh, from WizKids, I believe. And, um, yeah, it, it's amazing. Like, there's tons of scenarios that you could play. Uh, where you're trying to get a certain objective and uh, I've only really only played one of the scenarios I play right. that over and over again because I want to get better at the game and there's still a lot to offer even in just the, that one scenario because of how much replayability there is yeah um, in there so yeah it I, I love it for all those things where I could gain spells I could burn down monasteries I could uh, pillage the village you know um, and I could or I could not do those things and actually yeah. be nice and like recruit people from there and stuff, right? Like and build my force and then go up against the cities and take them down. So that is my number three game of all time, Mage Knight. Very cool. Okay, I, I mid edition. I figured it would be on your list. Had no clue how to gauge how I would be since you do only play it solo. Uh, how do you realize what my number two is? Uh, do you have any ideas? Oh, what my number two is? I mean, your number two? Uh, my number two and one, I guess. 
There's, there's two games that I haven't mentioned yet that I feel like you should totally be expecting. Well, uh, Scythe you haven't mentioned yet. Okay, so I haven't mentioned Scythe, so that's one of your guesses. And did you mention War of the Ring yet? So my number two game of all time is Lord of the Rings in the Boss. I'm talking about War wow. of the Rings. Yeah. So War of the Ring, you actually said we you felt like we didn't play it enough. We played that three weeks in a row. I know. You know that's impressive for the a game of that scale. No, I know. I, yeah. I mean it I I wanna play it more oh, yeah. to see where it goes for me. I, I also wanna play it more because I'm curious right now it's at my number two because I'm so hyped on it. Mm -hmm. Uh it is such a fun game. It's Lord of the Rings in a box. It's extremely intense and I love the symmetry of it. Being the shadow player, I'm trying to make sure that I can get uh, I can essentially conquer enough before you bring the ring because it won't matter by then for you. And you're trying to just hold out and get yourself over to there. I absolutely love that feeling of how different we ha both have to play. Yes. Uh, it's really cool. It's There's so many unexpectedness that comes, so much unexpectedness comes up during yeah. the game. Uh all three of those playthroughs felt very different from each other. Yeah, they have. And that's I, true. that's a reason why I do want to play more to see how much does that hold up. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah. feel that we keep getting better. I agree Every with game, that. like I felt like both of us got better yes, at it. Yes, each of us brought in like our A game each yeah. time, and our A game kept going higher and higher. Yeah. It's very cool. I really loved War of the Ring. This is a game that could totally take my number one eventually, if like wow. depending on the year. It could take my number one spot. It is so good. All right. Well, my number two, I thought might take my my number one spot, but it just doesn't hit the table enough. Um, and there, there's some issues with it, but for the most part, obviously, I love it. It's my number two game. Right. And it is the ultimate sandbox game, uh, or sandbox board game, and it is Zaya Legends of the Drift System. Yeah. There is no other board game, to my knowledge, that makes it feel like a sandbox the way Zaya does. Yeah. Zaya makes me feel like a kid again playing with spaceships and flying around yeah. and um, you know being whoever I want to be. And, and yeah, I don't win very often or ever. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. I made I made a story for myself. Like I was that tradesperson who was just doing their thing and you know what? I decided screw it all. I'm going to be a pirate. And shoot Boom. things, and then I got shot at, and flew into flew into the sun, and it it was great. So that is my number two, Zaya, Legends of the Drift System. It creates stories, baby. It does. Now that that's a really good one. I knew it would be very high on your list. That's one that I think can keep moving up on my list as well. It's a good one. I should mention this is specifically with the expansion Embers of the Drift System. Right. I like not without it. Um, <laughs> with it. <laughs> That made sense. Yeah, it's one where I think if I play it more, it's just going to keep going up. It's a really good game. It's a lot of fun. And that's one that I think does not get enough love. But I can also see it being... that It's an intimidating game to bring to the it table. It is intimidating. It is. But I create, I create a great player aid. Uh, but my number one game of all time in terms of this list. Wow, so it actually happened. It did happen. I have a strong feeling the digital edition helped a lot. Uh -huh. But Scythe from Stonemaier Games 
is just so freaking good. That game is so smooth. The the thinkiness that goes on, the suspense that builds, the uncertainty on if you even have the win while you're finishing the mm-hmm. game, uh, the uncertainty of when somebody else is finishing the game, like, oh, do they have the win, though? Maybe I have the... Um, the whole... Are, are they going to go into time? I would think, no, no, they wouldn't do that. I have three farmers. There. Oh, my God, they just went into time. <laughs> All of it is like... It, I love it, and truthfully to me, and this might be a turnoff for some people, I like to compare it to chess a bit. The way I think about chess while playing chess, that really comes out while I'm playing side. The whole thought process on trying to think multiple turns ahead and trying to plan things out and trying to think of this is where I want to be, how can I get there, and figuring out, okay, this is what I can focus on. I absolutely love side. It wasn't even in your top ten, right? No. Good lord. That's crazy to me. But, but it, might. it will. It, was, it will. It, it was will. my number 35. I'm predicting after Rise of Fenris, I think it will it'll be in go. The top 10. I, I think it will. It, it, was in uh, my, it was my number 10 last year, so it fell a little bit. We also have the upgraded bits for resources. Yeah, that, that I was Really nice. It. So if you really love side and you don't have those, yeah. I want to get the upgraded coins. Which yeah. I thought I had, but apparently I don't. I had them too. I, I thought we I bought understand. What coins did we buy for you? I don't know. We bought you coins. <laughs> My number one, which I'm sure is a shock to Justin. I know this one. It did not change. I thought it might, but it did not. And now this is a sandbox-ish game by Uwe Rosenberg, much better than Steppenfeld. And that is Caverna. Um, the cave farmers, I think. I think you're full, right. Yeah. So Caverna is, this didn't even make your top do one. You hate this game. Um, I'm not a big fan. And I don't know why, but it's got, it's worker placement. I love worker placement. And you are, you're playing as like this dwarven family, I guess. And you could build up your cave system. You can make your farm. You could go after a sheep uh, if you want to and really go for that. Or maybe, maybe you're really feeling like pigs today or whatever. Or what is it, boar? I don't know. I think they have boar, yeah. They have boar. So, so you grab the boar and everything and you could go that way and do those things or you know get rubies you could you could create warriors out of your dwarven family and could, put yeah. them out into quests and everything just his problem is that he feels like it's not a sandbox at sandbox ish as i make it sound yes uh because of the worker placement aspect and yes I, that, that's why i say it's sandbox ish because there is worker placement you can get stopped out of um something that you wanted to do but there's still usually plenty of other options that you could do that are still good for you. Right, but is that a sandbox? Sandbox-ish. But so yeah, you originally always used to really champion this game as being a sandbox Euro game, uh, and I mean, you said I could be a farmer, and then by the time it got to my turn, all the good farming spaces were taken by other workers. So could I be a farmer? Yes. No. <laughs> Take that first player token. Yeah, that's all I gotta do now. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a Euro game. Exactly. It's a Euro game. It's a Euro game through and through. Yes. And I think that it is the most sandbox-ish Euro game on the market. Maybe. That's a fact from (laughs) Matthew Melissa McCaffrey. Yeah, I'm actually not sure. But, yeah, I don't know. I would play the game again, but I actually, like... 
I have fairly little interest in playing that game again. Well, maybe just shift your perspective. It's not a sandbox. Just play it as though it's a workplace. Game. Yeah, Uve also has Patrick's pretty good. Uve is fantastic. I don't get you. It, it's just not really my style. I'd like to play. I'd like to play Peace Road in the den as well. Yeah, you really need to because now, if you want to talk about sandbox. Oh, Peace Road is the pinnacle of sandbox in probably games. Yeah. of Euro games. I thought you just said Taverna. <laughs> yeah, I feel it more in Taverna. <laughs> anyway, hey. that was our top fifty-one yes. games of all time. Thank you so much for sticking through all this Whew. way. If you we have. Or maybe you just skipped everything and came to Top this one. Ten. But thank you for watching this episode. Yes. Anyway, this has been Room 51. We'll catch you next time. Take care.